beautiful, isn't it, Max? This, my little friend, is the rain horn. It perfectly recreates the mating call of the reindeer. Behold. Oh, hey there. Sorry, little goat. I was calling for a rain... Ah! What was that? Scram! Skedaddle! Strange goat. It's time for Kids Zone Movie Classics. Movie reviews for kids. Now, here's your host, Jeff. Okie dokie. Yeah, it's me, Jeff. Hey, uh, welcome into the podcast, um, MySpace the Podcast, and this is where we review movies, and in this case, uh, uh, children's movies, because uh, I do have a daughter who turned four in September. I was going to say she just turned four, but Jesus, that's months ago now. So she's a uh, four and a quarter-ish. And we saw this in the theater with two of her friends, and um, I wasn't sure what the dad situation was going to be like, so I tagged along, because I love movies, and I love, uh, you know, Saturday, And but it turned out her two friends were just there with their moms, so it was just me, the three moms, and the two little girls, and one little boy, and we, uh, I can go, if you go back and listen to my, me ranting about the, uh, uh, go find the a Star is Born episode, which is just a few episodes back, if you want to hear me ranting about my local, um, AMC theater and how I'm not a fan of the assigned seating, but that's neither here nor there. I it was interesting is I was looking for a little audio clip to play at the beginning of this, and in the middle of the film, my daughter's like she really wanted popcorn. We were running late, so we didn't get popcorn on our way in. So you know, she asked like three times, and I was finally like, "All right, was well, this special movies? I'm not going to deny the kid popcorn. We don't you know go in the movies." So I get up, I got to go, you know. Again, I'm not going to get into it where we were sitting, but it was a whole big thing where I had to go get these these other children to move, and I had to get the mother to, uh, to get them out. We were in the middle of the row. It's a fairly crowded theater. And so I had to go get the popcorn. And I actually, that scene that played, I was like, oh, that's I missed that completely, that whole thing with the horn and the reindeer. Like I, I came at the tail end of that, and I missed that entire 40-second clip. Um, so that was kind of neat that I got to see that i guess i don't know um if you're a child listening to this and god help you if there are any this it says movie reviews for kids it's not really for kids it's just i'm reviewing kids movies uh, it's more for their parents i guess but uh this part uh, the thing i'm gonna talk about now has nothing to do with either movie uh and i am going to review the old grinch movie too just because i feel like it's appropriate to compare the two and contrast the two i just sort of found the old one on dailymotion.com it's available. Just do a Google if you want to watch it. It's, it's somehow uh, Daily Motion again, a site that will have all this weird content. But then um, I remember they flagged something I did years ago, and I, I'll never forget that. It was something benign that I posted, uh, some artistic thing. And uh, but they, they have all this clearly uh, stolen content up there. So go check out that on dailymotion.com. There's a little plug for Daily Motion. But anyway, uh, so we, we'll be talking about both films kind of simultaneously. Just compare and contrast. Uh, both great films that I love still to this day. Uh, I love the original, which is a very fond place in my heart. And the new one, it does it justice in many in many a ways. It's a it's a great kids movie, but we'll get to it. I do want to talk about an experience I had in the lobby at the theater. Uh, 
last weekend. This is Wednesday. I'm recording this. And I don't know when this will come out, but I am recording this on Wednesday, December 5th, 2018. But I watched this on this previous uh, Saturday. And I go to the lobby to get the popcorn, as mentioned earlier. And I, I, I'm in the lobby. I'm in line for the lobby. I notice there's a kid, you know, there's kids running about. It's the middle of the day. It's a matinee show. There's young kids everywhere. There's an arcade in that lobby. <clears throat> I notice there's a child who's not a young child, mind you. He's maybe six, maybe seven-ish years old. I Who knows for sure. Who has his pants around his ankles. And he's just whipping his wiener around like doing a dance. Not a not a parent in sight. Extremely troubling. Going right up to people and dancing in front of them with his naked wiener hanging out. Just wiggling it around. Shaking shaking his booty. I, uh, having a having a hoot and a holler, but too old to for this to be any to be cute at all. Uh, not that it would be cute if it was younger, but it would at least be like, oh, there's just a, you know, if a two-year-old or three-year-old has his pants down running around, they don't really, well, they don't know what the hell's going on. This kid clearly knows what he's doing. Um, and just averting your eyes and just uh, the, the, the weird, uh, being in the weird position where he's sort of coming up to people and, 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 uh, I was, I was spared. I, I, I did not, I think he was. It was almost like he was a, a demon. <laughs> he was latching on people who who would look his way. Uh, I just averted my eyes to the whole thing, but I kind of saw in the periphery, and it was just very weird. And uh, you know, I shared some glances with some other adults in there, being like, "What on earth? This this, this is very troubling. This is very bizarre." Um. So I had so I in the middle of that happened to me in the middle of the movie. It was just uh, it stuck with me and still stuck stuck with me because it was just it was so weird and just I felt bad for the kid and also just worried about him and I was just like what on earth. But then it was a little even weirder. My wife went to the bathroom and I was trying to make small talk with um, the two moms who were with our group and I mentioned that to them and they both just gave me a uh huh and I felt weird for telling them that and I was just like no I was like you understand it was. It was nuts. It was weird. Like, but I just, I was like, and then I was like, why did I even mention it? Because maybe it did seem weird that I was bringing it up. But it was just like, why wouldn't you? It was, it's, it's something. It was very bizarre, and it was just like something on my mind. So I was like, you know, trying to make small talk. I was like, so you know, I was in the lobby. I went to get popcorn in the middle of the film, and I told them about what happened. And they were just like, uh huh, not a, not a retort at all. And then I was thinking later, well, what do you say to that? So I, I get the, I get why they didn't give me anything back, but I, I felt very weird for bringing it up, and I, I just it was it was a lapse in judgment on my part in terms of uh, I could talk to my wife about it, but I you know these people I don't really know that well talking to them about it, it was just it was just a the the, the, the break screeching in the conversation, and I was just like I'm gonna go over there and uh, see what my daughter's doing. She's on the um, arcade game. Uh, let's talk about Grinches, Grinchies, plural Grinchesses. The twenty and I don't know why I thought I I I've, I maybe ten days before we went to see this movie I was even aware that it existed, and so what I had learned in that short amount of time was that it exists. A uh, obviously I knew that knew the IP the intellectual property. Uh, clear, clearly familiar with that um, as most of us are. Uh, the 1966 television special, which is not really a movie, but again, we'll, we'll um, for the sake of this, we'll be reviewing both of these the Endies entities, 
and we won't be reviewing the horrifying Jim Carrey live action remake, which I, I've never actually seen start to finish. I've seen it. I remember seeing it on cable here and there. Never sat down and watched that film more than five minutes of it. Just something about it. it's very horrifying that that makeup that oh, but uh, oh, gives me I, I just got the chills. I just got the chills for real. Um, but this is a very cute movie. It's done by the state the studio Illumination, who um do the Despicable Me or as my as my daughter pronounces Despicable Me. Very cute. As she says that she goes Despicable Me. Um. The Minions movies, if you're not uh, averse to that, I'm sure you've heard of Minions. They do the Minions and some other stuff, probably. Uh, They also did the Lorax, this studio. I think that was, wasn't that panned? 2012 Lorax remake. Um, Neither here nor there. It's based on the 1957 book. And I'll briefly say this. It's it's sometimes referred to as Dr. Seuss's The Grinch or Dr. Seuss, the the apostrophe in Dr. Seuss. And this is one that's getting getting to me because I always, you know, I've been affirmed that like when you have the S apostrophe S when it's a singular plural, I mean, it's a singular possessive, sorry, rather than a plural possessive. Uh, so I always thought it was Dr. Seuss's because you don't say Dr. Seuss The Grinch. You would say Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. Um, so wouldn't it be S, Dr. Seuss? SS apostrophe, or is it because there's two S's? Do you then, in that case, does it just divert back to the single apostrophe and then not the extra S? Because that'd be three S's. I, I don't know that. Every time I see it written in the old Dr. Seuss uh, font and whatnot, it's always just the uh, hanging apostrophe at the end. Now, it's very dorky. Don't, who cares? The, the, the remake, let's talk about the remake. It runs. Always the big time with me with the, with the kids' movies is the run time. Because these, these kids' movies that are pushing two hours, what are, you, what are you doing? Stop it. This is 86 minutes. That's okay. I think 80 is the sweet spot for a kids' movie. 86, we'll take it. That's, that's well within the, um, the window of it being an acceptable length for a child's movie. So fine with that. Um, the voices. You've got Benedict Cumberpatch. We're talking about Dr. What's his name? Dr. Strangelove. I don't know. He's in some marble movie. Marble, marble, he's in a marble movie. A movie about marbles. No, he's in a he's a Marvel character. I think it's Doctor Strange. Um, he's also. Uh, but, 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 I'm saying I'm a lot in those last two shows. I apologize. Sherlock Holmes. I couldn't think of Sherlock Holmes, the famous detective show, which my sister had me watch an episode once I was at her house, and I was and she was very into that show, and I was sort of like, yeah. Those kind of shows are not for me. Anything because you know, you know, essentially Sherlock Holmes, he's still a cop. Don't like cop shows. Don't like cop shows. Sherlock Holmes, still a cop. Um, <laughs> uh, Rashida Jones, America's sweetheart. She plays the mom of Betty Lou Who. I think. Is that Betty Lou Who? What's her name? Donna Lou Who, which is... Like, well, the, so, so here's the thing to know about the original film and book. The A lot of these characters are not in the original book. Uh, they're not in the original movie. Because the, the original movie is very much just the book being read. There's actually no one speaks. They just make sounds. All the characters just make sounds. And the narrator is Boris Karloff 
is uh, the famous. He does he does the sounds of the Grinch, the grunts and whatnot of the Grinch, and he does all of the narration. And that's the whole movie. It's just him reading the book. Now, in this case, they do they didn't do away with the narration. They still have the narration, and, and Pharrell Williams is actually the narrator in the remake. Here, I guess the re- the adapt the uh, what do you call it the um, adap- adaptation. And really, it's not a remake because it's, it's sort of taking the source material and running with it because. They, again, there's no speaking parts for any of the characters in the, in the original. There's a lot of new characters. Like Donalu Who, I don't think is... There's nobody named Donalu Who in the original. There's just Betty Lou Who, and, and her mom is sort of uh, maybe there, but she's not really given a, a character name. So they, they create a backstory with that, and she's a single mom, and she's overworked. Now you can, if you want to be, uh, if you you yourself want to be a Grinch, you could say, "Oh, they gotta politicize the Grinch now, and they gotta say the plight of the single." M-. I'm I'm doing like a character here. This is what you would say if you're you're anti this. You'd be like, "Oh, they gotta do a character with the mom. Do they really gotta politicize everything with the Grinch? Can't they just be the Who's who live in Whoville? There's nothing sacred." And to that, I would say, "Relax, relax." Because it's a movie, you can't. They had to flush it out. I mean, what what were they supposed to do? Like, there's gonna be new characters. There's gonna there's gonna be differences. They went from a 25 minute thing to an 85 minute thing, right? And I'm sure the Jim Carrey one had the same stuff where they integrated all sorts of new characters and and new new scenes that aren't in the book that aren't part of the original lore. And it either works or it doesn't. I think it it works really well on this this is a really really good kids movie and let me th- let me just make that point clear i i see a lot of kids content and this one really gets it right it hits all the notes uh, i i laughed at a lot of it and not not in the way where like some of the jokes have that like oh it's a nod for the parents but really this was just there was just funny stuff one parent was laughing a little too loudly at the comical kids stuff about three rows back he was grunting and ho- ho- hooting and hollering a little too loudly at just the stuff that's clearly just gags for kids. Uh, but the the more subtle jokes, which I think were good for kids in all ages, and really a movie like this, that's really what you're supposed. To, that's what you want. You don't need um. Like sometimes I don't like when they do those. Like though the the parents are gonna gonna get that joke, but the kids won't because why do we need do I, I don't need I don't need those. This is for my kid. I don't. I don't need anything. I, I mean, my life is not like I don't need to be. You know, it seems like we have to be entertained in every waking second of our days, and I get that. And I've and uh, I've certainly part of the task of of watching so many movies as I do, and and doing this show and reviewing them is a way of uh, commenting on that, filling that void, or so to speak. Um, but th- this doesn't really do that, and and I and I appreciated that 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 one or two maybe jokes that were totally over the top of the kids, and they weren't in a in a nothing gross or weird way either. Uh, one of my favorites voice actors that I didn't even know was was a favorite voice actor. Of mine was Keenan Thompson, the of course much maligned uh, thousand year veteran of SNL, is is awesome in this. He plays a really funny character. Uh, he's he's his shtick, which is essentially him playing that Keenan Thompson voice. You know what it is, because uh, it's funny because all his characters on SNL sound the same. But 
they're when they're done in the right kind of wheelhouse when he's doing that character it sort of just works every time i i, I think he's really good like i like Ian thompson i give him a lot of shit but i think he's actually does that really does a really specific type of character really well and he does it animated here really well like his character is one of the one of my favorite parts of the movie he's always calling grinch grinchy and he's just the way he delivers his lines. I was I was literally giggling. I was laughing out loud at, at Keenan Thompson. And so he's he's a, he's a he steals he steals the movie in a lot of ways for me. Uh, the differences again. We already talked about how these differences are they're going to be there. So just me now. I'm not. These are not uh, criticisms. More of they're just uh, pointing out things that I found or noticed that were interesting. The who's the animation style of the who's they made they're much more humanoid. <laughs> than the original which they're sort of these aliens right like the the who's and whoville are in the original and in the book even like are that classic style of not really human not really animal type of uh, dr seuss creation but here the who's are very much more like they just look like people really you know they have like maybe their noses are a little different than human noses but uh they they basically do that you know I guess there's market, you know, and then that that's that, that, you, that there's probably some market research where like that that would sell better if there were if there was more they could relate to them as being people instead of them themselves being creatures because the Grinch is a creature. So you take that for whatever it's worth. Uh, the dog is really good in this. Um, they do a good job with the dog's part, and he's he's always a, he's kind of a, a favorite character of mine in the original, and. He's really good. He's really good here. They get they they write some new funny stuff for him to be involved in. And uh, there's a new animal creature. This guy Fred, who's a reindeer, who after he actually appears right after that scene. I think we just um, I played in the beginning. Uh, and he's uh, you know Fred is obviously there's no speaking parts for these animals, but they're they're like new uh, new creations, new characters. Betty Lou who has a whole uh, gang of child friends, and they plot. Like that, that whole storyline. That, that's a whole thread that's clearly absent from the original, which is you know, which is fine. Like they, they just and they definitely give um, some weight behind it. They're just not there. That her whole arc is, you know, of wanting to to catch the Grinch is is a new twist, which is actually really works because she's you know, her her motivations are really good, and it's part of the reason why you know they expand upon some of the things from the original book and, and show TV special uh, in a way that that's really kind of cool. Um, ding, ding, ding. I had, what was it? Oh my God. I just had a thread and I just lost it. I freaking lost it. Oh boy. What was I about to say? What was I about to say here? Oh boy. Um, they keep a lot of the same music and a lot of the, I mean, the, it's obviously there's some new music and there's some new twists on the originals, but they keep that same, that's a really bad version of the, you know, the song I'm talking about. Uh, but there's also like, uh, Tyler, the creator does some, does, he did put out a whole Grinch themed EP and uh, connected to this movie release. And he, some of his stuff's in the movie too, as well as Brock Hampton, uh, the, you know, and some classic, some classic Christmas music like um, some of the Run DMC Christmas songs. 
there's one other thing I want to talk about, and I just totally had it on top of my ma- my mind, and now it's gone. Danny Elfman does the score. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page to see if I can get my my uh, jog my memory. Ah, I'm gonna eat the microphone. I'm so mad. I can't remember. I can't remember. So you got the whole thing. I don't know what the hell. I, uh, you know what? I, I'm just not gonna come back. I just it was really. I'm, I apologize. I'm profesh. I'm profesh to the nth degree. But there's already been 20 minutes of this. You know, the original is the original, and it's always gonna have a special place in my heart. And I'm gonna give this a one, uh, a very tiny, uh, larger, uh, higher grade. Um, I'm gonna give it a eight point two two three and an eight wait wait hold on hold on a second eight point eight point two yeah eight point two two three and an eight point two 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 for the remit for the readaptation or whatever you want to call it just below rudolph the red-nosed reindeer from 1964 on my chart of movies uh the stop motion claymation animation animated film classic rudolph the red-nosed reindeer which I think is a little better than both these, but hey, they're all pretty good. It's This is a good, good, good kids movie. So is the original. Play them both for your child, and they can all bask in, in how uh, the, the lesson... Oh, I know it. I just... Oh, I just know it. I just, just came to me. Good, finally. I'll end with this. So there was two points for my daughter. She looked over to us during the movie she go, and during the sad parts because they really sold the background of why the Grinch hates Christmas. And during that part, she looked over at us and she was just like, I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> and it was the sweetest thing in the world. It was so it was so cute. Uh, and there's one other time when she goes, I might cry. And it, just, it was just because, and it was, it was, it's really like the arc of everything, the Danny Elfman score. It's a really well put together film. And when I for I don't know when I why I thought this might be like a uh, I thought Seth Rogen was the Grinch I don't know I went in thinking oh yeah Seth Rogen is the Grinch I was like this is gonna be weird but maybe it'll be kind of funny but I'm so glad that they sold it with ben- Benedict Cumberpatch who is is great as the Grinch like he's he in the you know the Boris Karloff narration slash Grinch, you know, that voice is what you, you know, and they, they, they clearly were going for that deep uh, feeling uh, in the voice uh, acting uh, and, and, and Benedict Cumberpatch really sells it and nails that. And he's, he's very good. It's a good movie. It's a really, really good movie. Uh, what is it getting on the critical response? It's probably pretty high. Holy shit. Hey, 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. That, that's shocking to me. Shocking. I, I am, I am, holy moly, I am shocked by that. I thought that would be at least like 80, 80, 88 or something on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. That's so weird to me. What? Because they give like kids movies good ratings all the time. 58%. Freaking Bohemian Rhapsody got 62%. I heard that was trash. Ralph Breaks the Internet, 88. See, that's what I thought this would be in. Oh my God. I'm I'm way more shocked about this than I should be, probably. <laughs> but that's wild to me. 
I'm trying to now see like some of the bad. Like, why did people not? Oh, Peter Travers. He okay. He's a Rolling Stone guy. This is what he said. Oh, and Richard Roper didn't like it either. Holy, this is you're a mediocre one, Mister Grinch. Those expecting Cumberpatch to add a little Doctor Strange to his take on Doctor Seuss will be sorely disappointed as the, his animated take on the Grinch buries its kids' audience under a blanket of bland. I didn't. I didn't think that at all. Uh, Richard Roper gave it. Two, that was two out of five for Peter Travers. Two out of four for Richard Roper. From time to time, you'll laugh and maybe shed a tear, but this isn't the kind of Grinch you'll want to see each year. Oh, was that really? Was that supposed to be a freaking rhyme? I gave that review a zero out of four. Richard Roper, go away. Go f yourself. <laughs> I'm oddly, I'm oddly worked up about this. Wow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna then. So now I have to champion this far and wide. The Grinch remake is good. I'm sorry, this is bad. I think a lot of people get these older critics get tied up in that in their feelings about the original, which again is irreplaceable. And I'm, I'm not even saying this is better than, but it's different. It's for, it's, it's, it's a movie, not, not a 25 minute show. A, so they're not really that comparable. And B, it's just, it is what it's fine. Like, oh man. All right, so I got to end the show because I have to go door to door, not telling people that the Grinch 2018 adaptation is actually good. So see you, bye.